Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No Right, No Wrong, and uh, we're here back. Um, today, uh, we're going to be talking about the Euro Finals that just ended. Um, I got uh, my friends here with me, Albert, West, and Josh, and we're going to get right into it, guys. The first thing um, we wanted to talk about is we just finished the finals just recently, so we're just going to discuss about that quickly. Uh, what do you guys think? Italy, England, how do you feel about the game? What could have been done differently? How excited about who won it? Um, let's just hear it. going to start with you, um, Albert. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, it was a good game. I predicted uh, it would go to like extra time, <laughs> for sure. Because I felt like both teams had uh, like good defenses. I think Italy only conceded like three goals in like two years, and England as well. Like England didn't concede from like open play like throughout the whole tournament. So, yeah, um, I thought like with both defenses being that good, it would definitely go into like um, extra time. But uh, yeah, it was a good game, a tough game. Um, I thought Italy was a better team, like with the way they played, like the way they attacked. Uh, I felt England was a little bit more like uh, defensive. Yeah. It's coming home. I, I mean, <laughs> it's coming room. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, it was it was a good final. Everyone kind of knew that it would be a a KG affair. Like the finals of any tournament is typically like a a tight one. And yeah, as Alvin was saying, like these two teams, they have like, like probably the best defenses in the tournament anyway. So you kind of knew it was going to be tight. I had the gut feeling that it was going to go to, to extra time, potentially penalties. And uh, yeah, so it did. It's ironic though, like, because I didn't think the Italians played that well in the semis to get to the final but they managed to yeah against Spain but they managed to to beat Spain either way England was fantastic against Denmark at the final stage Italy showed up but to be fair to Italy I personally think they've been the best team in the tournament like on average like if you take all games from like from the very start to now I think they deserve to they deserve to win the tournament so yeah no congrats it was a it was a good one Going into the final, the two best teams, in my opinion, were the ones playing against each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was, I, I supported England, but after the game, Italy played better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they just did. Um, I thought that England had the squad that to Crazy outmatch, you know, yeah. outmatch Italy at the end. But after scoring the first goal, they chose to sit back and soak the pressure. They did the last minute, but uh, yeah. And also decided the game. I had a problem with letting players who hadn't touched the ball at all <laughs> play yeah. the penalties, yeah. right? So that's my take on yeah. that. So. He, like Josh just said, like he, I think I don't know, man. Like it's almost like he went for the lineup for the penalty. I, I don't think it was right. Like having having Rashford, Sancho, and then Saka as the clutch penalty taker like the fifth, yeah, take the fifth one yeah. man i don't think it was right and i mean it's one thing being like a good like we're talking about it while watching the game right like it's one thing being a good penalty taker like in training but in a euro like you can't simulate that environment or the pressure right in training yeah. in training right yeah. so to have like in that euro final i think you, you might want to go for more experience you might want to go for more experience than just like who's an attacking player or who you know you know what i mean like because he took off he took off henderson for one of them sancho or rashford I don't yeah know. So ironically they both missed right Mm-hmm. So you start. You ask yourself, Jordan Henderson. I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, but I know he's a decent. I know he's a good player, and like he brings a lot to the team, right? With so experience, a lot yeah. of experience. 
experience. Yeah. So you ha- you're looking at a Champions League winner. You're looking like a Premier League winner. Like he's been able to handle like big situations, pressure, the pressure situations. Like you kind of, you, it's, it's a it's a safer option for me to go with someone like Henderson to play penalty than yeah. you know. And just to like backtrack uh, on the game, I'm just thinking now, like would would the game have been a little different because England scored like two minutes into the game, right? And I'm thinking like if they didn't score that goal, would they play as defensive? Because well, like. I feel like Salgate came out with like a defensive mindset because he played three at the back, having like played the wing backs too. So yeah. I feel like if they didn't get that first goal, like w- what the game would have looked like. Because I feel like eventually Italy was going to get into the game, yeah. right? Uh, like bring it to them. So I-, I feel like their goal scoring early was really, really vital for them and yeah. the game plan. Kind of backfired. It almost backfired. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just. I'm just gonna. Just gonna say um, one thing about it. <laughs> After watching the game, all I can say is um, Saka shouldn't be taking the last. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, he shouldn't be taking the last. He's a young kid. All those grown men are calling on all your assets. You should step up. Like all the other grown men in the team should have actually stepped up to the plate, um, handled um, the pressure. He's a young kid. There's a lot of pressure well, on the final. That's kid. like the the coach's decision. Ab- yeah. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. Um, we're gonna go into the next thing we want to talk about um, um, for today, which is uh, we want to look at the tournament in whole and just um, ask a few questions and just um, bounce around what we thought about the tournament completely, uh, the European Championships. First of all, um, we're gonna start with who would you guys um, consider the most impressive team of the tournament? It doesn't have to be Italy that won it. Just any team you think um, kind of surprised you. Hungry. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Why? yeah. They played in the group, in the group of death. The teams that they played against were at the time the best teams in Europe on paper, right? Yeah, and um, they gave all of them a run for their money. They they were last on the table, but, but every game was every difficult. game was yeah. difficult yeah. for the best of the teams. Yeah. So yeah, it, they considered three goals against Portugal, but it wasn't yeah. until the very last you know minute. last last minute. Yeah. Balls, yeah, exactly. So like Germany didn't yeah. have it easy. Germany yeah. needed to win that game, yeah. but yeah. Then, they still so, and yeah. they, didn't they tie with Germany? Yeah, they did. They tied yeah. with Germany. France. They no, won no, France. No, France. No, they tied with France. France. No, they tied with France yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hungary's yeah, yeah, France yeah, yeah. was a tie, one-one. Yeah, they tied oh, yeah? with France oh, and they tied with Germany. Germany. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. actually that's a good shout. Hungary. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm gonna go with the obvious one here and say Denmark. I think I think Denmark okay. impressed a lot of people. Like I think they started off. I think they lost their first game. Yeah. The game that Ericsson. Well, they had to replay it. Yeah. Oh, the Ericsson injury game. Right. Ericsson yeah. had that yeah, you know, unfortunate right. situation. Yeah. So credit to them. They played that game. I heard something that UEFA had like made them play it. Like UEFA didn't give them the option to not play, which is not cool if that actually happened. Like they, they, I think UEFA told them that it would be they would forfeit the game if they didn't come out to play. I hope it's not true, but that's what we heard. So, but anyway, they kind of went past that, and I think they just drew inspiration and motivation from the whole Ericsson situation. Man. Like they just grew, you know, from strength to strength. That was yeah. impressive. It was super impressive, you know. And even against England, I mean, pretty solid team. And a few of the players impressed me, yeah. So I'd say, I'd say Denmark, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look, look like I have uh, much of a choice left now, but I just have to pick a different team from what the other guys have said. So I'll just go with Switzerland. It, it was good that they beat uh, they beat France, but that was like in the, what, what stage was it again? I think for the final. No, the round of 16. Oh, round of 16, yeah. I thought that 
that was yeah. impressive for them to beat France, right? They're just being the underdogs, being counted out, and they were like three-one down in that game mm-hmm. and had to like crawl their way back. So just the underdog mentality, like Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. I, another one. This one might be not so obvious, but it might be like, why are you picking this team? But I'm gonna say England. Because if we're being fair, England has always been, you know, everyone is kind of like likened England to this big team that always chokes, that not, that always fails to achieve. And granted, yeah, they kind of they kind of did decent in the World Cup, got to the semi. But I feel like everyone just thought it would it just happen. Oh, Harry Kane scored a bunch of penalties. That's why they got to the World Cup semifinals. So I don't think a lot of people were tipping England to go this far, even though they didn't win it. So I think they deserve like. They deserve. It's not like uh, I mean, based on the players they have, you're not saying like it's not. You you wouldn't say that. Oh, it's such a huge shock. But based on the track record of the team in big competitions, I think these they did good. You know, they were where they were supposed to yeah. be. And, uh, and I want to give a shout out to Spain for sure because <laughs> I remember at the start of the tournament, I uh, I said that one team that wasn't going to win it for sure was Spain, mm-hmm. but they definitely like impressed me because I feel like there was a little bit of bias. With the selection, right? Because the uh, Enrique, the coach, he didn't have any players from Real Madrid because he was a former Barcelona coach, right? So <laughs> yeah, that's I just had that bias towards them, but they were actually like one penalty away from going to the final, which is crazy, right? But the way they played together as a team. The question that I have for you guys is who would you consider just one the most disappointing team of the Euro tournament that just ended for 2021? <laughs> France. <laughs> France. That was so. Awesome. Yeah, you definitely for me is France, 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 France. Because um, <laughs> the starting of the of the uh, tournament, I picked France as my favorites oh, yeah. to win it. Um, and Portugal was like my dark horse. And unfortunately, they had to be in the same group, which was the group of the so-called group of death. Uh, that, that group kind of died off too so um, <laughs> but yeah France for me most disappointing because hey, like they, they had all the best players I don't feel like they had any excuse why they lost I feel like with France the only thing that can beat them is themselves like France can only beat France because I, so I feel like it, it got in their head the game they lost to Switzerland like they were 3-1 up and I felt like they kind of started taking it for granted and that's how Switzerland got back into it yeah. so yeah for me France definitely the most disappointing because I had them as my favorite so. 100%, 100% yeah just to touch on France before I, I, I pick another team yeah France like you said they, they were always going to beat themselves apparently there was so much off field drama oh, yeah. like with the players like Rabiot's mom going after Mbappe's dad oh, you, you didn't hear what? it what yeah really? oh, oh yeah there was so much unrest in the French camp that's literally why like oh, it's, yeah, yeah it started yeah. off with the Obviously, there was the Benzema, Giroud, whatever, like yeah. from a few years back. But that wasn't even the issue. Giroud had an issue with Mbappe, with Mbappe you Giroud, know. Yeah. And then before you know, Rab- Rabiot's mom was calling out uh, Pogba and Mbappe saying, I forget the quote, what she said about Mbappe that, you know, he needs to be more humble, blah, blah, blah. And then apparently they were going back at Rabiot's mom, like considering how shit Rabiot played in the tournament, like, who are you? Was Rabio even in the tournament? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like he played so he played so bad, and you're here calling out Pogba, who to me was one of the play- as of when they went out, he was definitely one of the players of the tournament at the point. So at that point, yeah. and apparently Benjamin Pavard was uh, complaining to uh, Rafael Varane about. Uh, 
Pogba not defending enough. So yeah, there was a lot of unrest in the French camp. So like you said, they were always going to beat themselves. I think yeah. the unity in the camp was kind of effed up. Yeah. That's why France lost their way. My most disappointing, the most disappointing team in the tournament for me, I have to go with the Orange, yeah. <laughs> the, the Netherlands, because I, I always have a soft spot for the Netherlands. I always, I've always liked them, and uh, just uh, typically they are, by default they're the other team I support. So I was kind of disappointed with the way they they just went out to check. I mean, the Czech side is a good side. Don't get me wrong, but. I mean, the way the game just, I think they lost, was it 2-0 or 2-1? I forget. I think it was 2-0. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to him, the lit got sent off in that game, you know, so they had to play like, wow. he needs to keep his discipline. He does need to, <laughs> yo, he does need to keep his, keep his discipline. That's that's uh, that's part of the whole thing, right? But yeah, man, the league got sent off. And it's kind of sad because they the, the Netherlands are always going to have their back against the wall because they played without Van Dijk. Oh. Yeah, and then the league, exactly. And then the league was supposed to step up and you're getting sent off in the second round. Yeah, you know when they need you the most when they need you the most and when the game was under control like I, I watched that game and the game was completely under control because they they, they got 9 out of 9 points in the group oh, yeah, stage yeah. so you're like okay let's see what the Dutch are gonna do everyone you know Memphis Depay was playing well Wijnaldum was like killing the it captain, you know everything dumb freeze yo yeah more to come dumb freeze yeah killing it you know so everything was like just set up for them to have a good tournament and then from left field man they just they just lost to the czech republic so it was kind of shocking and disappointing well it would have been a unanimous decision if we if we could choose the same uh, the same uh, the yeah. same team i would have chosen france as well but um other than france for me uh, that big belgium yeah they were promising they kept the promise to the, only to the quarterfinal and yeah. uh sorry the round of 16 after the round of 16 i they got to the quarterfinal yeah yeah they got to yeah, the quarterfinal the quarterfinal uh, that, I, yeah they did portugal i just thought belgium had more to offer with the the way they played with the squad that they had they were a decent team not just decent they were a good team in my opinion and solid yeah. right but it just didn't it wasn't fruitful eventually it's kind of sad with the belgium team because this was like a golden generation right? yeah right. this is like, the so-called golden generation, generation. Yeah. and it's coming to an end like they've already lost like company out of this golden generation yeah. so like Vincent's slowly company exactly yeah. Vincent company is gone the captain, yeah. yeah slowly and slowly um, but surely the teams in, the, in this tournament i had the squad you know from yeah. back to front england france and uh and belgium yeah right and uh belgium yeah just couldn't get there i think for me the easiest thing is just to say france i just expected <laughs> i just expected better from from france. Winners, like, right? yeah. <laughs> they were world cup winners they didn't look impressive too much um there was a lot of uh, external stuff going on that didn't allow enough concentration and unity within the team so i would just say france like france is the actual yeah most 100 france is like yeah it's it was a unanimous decision <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge yeah. letdown. Hopefully, they come out better for the World Cup. But we'll see. Uh, well, not against Nigeria. The other thing I wanted to find out, according to your opinions, would be who would you consider two stars each um, if you had to pick of this tournament? Two players that um, you weren't um, sure that they were this good and they told you something about um, themselves going forward. And she is a. <laughs> Uh, Chesa is my number Chiesa. one, and uh, second number two would be Morata. Chesa, I mean, I knew who Chesa was. Not a whole lot 
haven't hadn't really seen him or watch a lot of his games but uh seeing him in this tournament how lively he was how threatening he was up front he is mentally strong he will take you on regardless of who you are or what your reputation is uh he's is not scared to attack and take you know take the game to you and uh considering that uh, he's not someone who's you know the most famous player or you know had so much reputation prior to the tournament i think that was uh impressive from him morata given his history given the media given all the stories the backlash negative, press, negative yeah. everything yeah. about morata yet he kept his head cool played his game when in front of goal he was deadly yeah. you know things like that can eat you up as a, as a person yeah. as a human being it, it, it can make you it can really affect your game and uh, for him to see that out and just you know show what show his Show his game, show his class, show his voice had. Because I've always thought that Morata had that in him, yeah. right? Um, even when he was in Madrid, he Morata was good. Yeah, he, he's always, yeah he's always yeah. been good. It's just he's been he's had his struggles going up and down. But this tournament, uh, he was he was impressive to me. And for me, definitely, uh, I would go with uh, Romelu Lukaku, and I would go with um, Harry Maguire. Um, now there might be a little bit of a bias, you know, picking <laughs> picking these players because I'm a Manchester United fan. You know, Lukaku being an ex-Manchester United player and Maguire currently. Uh, Lukaku first. Um, he had a fantastic season uh, with Inter Milan, won the league. Um, I didn't really get to watch a lot of his games, but uh, I saw like these highlights and the goals he scored. Definitely a different player from the guy that played at Manchester United. Like seeing him play for Belgium this year, like his hold-up play was different. Like he could go out wide, he could beat players one-on-one. -on -one. Like he could put in like fantastic crosses and like his hustle on the ball to. Everything so like definitely shout out to Lukaku for me. I feel like um, he was one player that I was impressed with. Maybe because I haven't really watched him play that much, but just seeing him and remembering what I saw last from him, yeah, definitely Lukaku. And then secondly, um, Maguire. To be honest, I haven't really rated Maguire as a defender because um, you know I play I play soccer once in a while, you know consider myself a defender too and just the way that I play Maguire is kind of like the opposite of that you know I'm a little bit more aggressive where I play Maguire is more calm calculated you know um so you know because of that you know he's not a fast player he's not like that aggressive kind of player but just seeing him play for England right so uh, he was injured at the start of the tournament and they were playing Tyron Mings right and I always ask this question like like why Tyron like why you know, Maguire over oh, Tyron Mings, right? But Mings is faster. Oh yeah, Mings yeah. is faster, more aggressive, he's tall as well, like aerially dominant and all that. Um, but just seeing Maguire come back to play, you know, credit to Mings too, when he played, they didn't concede, right? But having Maguire back in there when they started playing, and I just feel like having that, um, you know, playing alongside Luke Shaw, you know, his Manchester United teammate, I feel like that kind of helped as well too. But just seeing the way he played that England did not concede uh, from open play, so that that goes a lot to say something about him. So it's not like he's been like you know beaten with pace or anything because he's a smart player and he plays that way. Uh, I definitely don't give him as much credit. I'm always hard on him because you know I'm a Manchester United fan. But no, um, I've seen his value, you know, and what he can actually bring. So definitely Maguire, one of the most impressive players in this, this tournament. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's uh, Maguire. But that Maguire, that's a good shot. I think. Yeah, I think this tournament has kind of put him in a, in the limelight. People kind of appreciate him more. There's just something when you compare it to Mings. It's just something different. 
Like even though you can't pinpoint, you can't pinpoint. His penalty was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for me, this player was amazing to watch, and I knew a, a little bit about him before the tournament. But once I watched him the first game, I was like, who the frig is that? It had to be Spinazzola for Italy. Crazy, crazy attacking fullback. Like, I noticed him in the game against Manchester United when my United played Roma in the semi-final in the first leg. I, I didn't I didn't know him then. So that was the first... I was like, who is this guy that's just always causing trouble on the left? But he got injured after like 20 minutes. But he had already like caused havoc and set up a goal. Like, you know, he had already driven. So, and then he got injured after 20 minutes. So it didn't really register how good he was. And then the Euro started, and then I saw this guy just bombing up and down, like throwing stepovers, and he's a right-footed left-back. So he's like, you know how Cancelo plays it for Man City? Man, it was on that frequency, man. And he's so quick and strong. Like, so I saw this guy play, and I was like, yo. You know, honestly, like watching Italy play up to the quarterfinals, I was certain that Italy were going to win the, like we're going to win until he got injured. And that's when I had my doubts. Like when he got injured, I was like, I've seen Italy play, they're the best team, but without Spinazzola, you know, they're not going to play. So credit to Italy for them still, you know, pushing on and to win the tournament without him. But yeah, he's definitely won that, uh, that 100% caught my eye. And it's just unfortunate that he's now injured and it seems like it's a bad injury. Uh, he's Achilles. Yeah, and he's out for it. They've seen 12 months, I don't know yeah. if it's, yeah. So it's, it's looking bad. He might, be back, he might be back in time for the World Cup. Though. Yeah. Because yeah, World Cup is like in December of next year, so. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully he comes back and he's 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 all right. He kind of picks it, but I don't think he's that young anyway. But yeah, so it's been a total. The second one, I have to, <laughs> I have two mm -hmm. people in mind, but I'm gonna and I know you were only supposed to mention two, but I'm gonna give a I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna mention two like one as a shout out. It has to be uh, like Luke Shaw, my Luke. boy. <laughs> Luke, Luke. Yo, Luke, yo, you know, Roberto, Roberto Shawlos. <laughs> 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 so Charlotte, man, I was hoping that England would win one nil. <laughs> and it would yeah, just, with the oh, yeah. oh my gosh! You know, like Luke Shaw, man, bro. Like, man, make him a, give him. Where's this Sasha? No, man, no. He he's had a fantastic tournament. I think he was two assists off uh, the England record. Yeah, David Beckham. Yeah, oh, yeah. which wow. is mad. Of when you consider who David Beckham is, an assist king type of thing. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So Shaw just had an amazing tournament. Everyone always knew how sturdy. And he didn't play the first game too. Yeah, he didn't he play the first game. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, everyone knows how sturdy Luke, Luke Shaw is defensively, right? Mm -hmm. And you I, know, I feel like those comparisons with Ben Chilwell, like they would, even, yeah, exactly. Because people have always said Chilwell. You know, Chilwell is is more attacking, but now Luke Shaw is putting up crazy attacking numbers. Uh, yeah, and he's still very difficult to beat defensive, in a one-on-one -on -one yeah. defensive situation. So yeah, Shaw had a fantastic tournament, and yeah, yeah, you know, he has to be my guy. But another, uh, I have to uh, honorable mention Dumfries. A lot of people might not know him, the Netherlands right back Dumfries, crazy, and he's someone that I would not be surprised with in this year or the next year. He's gonna get a big move. He's like six-two, very aggressive right back, big guy. And he scored like two goals in the tournament, in the group stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that Don Freeze has to be an honorable mention. Crazy right back for the guy. I'm going to give a quick shout out to um, two guys you guys mentioned specifically. Um, I'm going to go first with uh, Federico Chiesa. He's just good. Like, <laughs> I'm just impressed with what he can do on the field. He's like really tall, moves really good, has excellent footwork. Like, 
I'm, I'm blown away with what he can do. Hopefully, he keeps improving and hopefully we can see um, the best of him. Um, the other honorable mention for me would be Mr. Luke Shaw. No. <laughs> Show the <it> two colors. <laughs> no, you know, Luke Shaw was impressive. Playing with a lot of confidence from the left for England. My goodness. Like, I didn't even think that he was that good. But if he can maintain any kind of that level, we're talking about one of the left, best left backs in, in the, the world. world. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, but we're talking about That's one of them. <laughs> <That's a Josie laughs> but yeah, it was impressive what he did. He did such a good job. Um, my two picks for two players that kind of um, stood out to me, kind of um, in a way that other than the ones I mentioned um, as honorable mentions, would be um, Donnarumma, um, the goalkeeper for Italy. Mm. He he, I think he got the best player on yeah, the MVP, yeah, something yeah. of the tournament, and yeah. yeah, I had to go there. He was. Um, impressive all around um, as a Milan enthusiast and fan. I love to see him succeed. You know, he's done a lot of good things for Milan. He was excellent, big, you know, getting penalties um, saved and all that. So I'm really happy for him. Um, I was really impressed with him, the kind of tournament he had as a goalkeeper. PSG is going to enjoy him. That's um, at my detriment. But, okay. But I, I would still have to give him credit for what he's done. The other player I just want to mention, the second one, would be Calvin Phillips for England. I <laughs> I, I see him playing Leeds, but a major competition. Um, the way he stepped up, controlled the midfield, that was really impressive for me. I, I was like, I never knew he was that good. Um, what that really means is Leeds is going to be losing a good player really soon. Like, mm. That's going to happen because he's good enough and he showed it in this um, tournament. For me, probably one of player that increased his value yeah, um, in the sure. market yeah. um, big time um, because of the tournament. So those would be my two picks for the most impressive players. Okay, we're going to stop here for part one of the Euro review and part two of this um, conversation. We'll be right after this one. Thank you everyone for listening and stay safe.